welcome to JudgeCast. My name is CJ Trader, level 2 judge. With us through his cell phone, a call-in host, is Jess Dunks. Hello. Hello. You sound great, though. Also with us, as always, Brian Perlman. Who? Just Brian. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm also Just Dunks. Also Just Dunks. Only I'm blue. <laughs> this joke will make a lot more sense later. Wait, what? 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 So, so you're if you're me then if you're me then who am if I? Am me, I still me? Who am I? Am I still me? But I'm red. But I'm red. Okay. Anyway, okay. I think I see where we're going with this. Brian is trying to copy me with everything he does. Copy me everything he does. So today we're going to be talking about copy effects. Oh, copy effects! <laughs> now this gag makes sense. Oh, I'm just like Jess Dunks, except I'm blue and have a plus one plus one counter. <laughs> Which isn't copy, but we'll get to that. <laughs> First off, let's start off with our news. We have a brand new level three. Someone listeners of this show should be familiar with. Uh oh. Uh oh. Who's that? Who's that? James Bennett. What? The one, the only James Bennett. The man, the machine. <laughs> Congratulations, James Bennett. He's also the new, uh, what is it, net rep of the Magic subreddit. Edit. <laughs> so. Edit. Way to go for you, James Bennett. So you had, did you actually create a Reddit account just to go in? No, I already had one. And because on IRC, Mr. CJ Schrader made a, a horrible joke. It's very bad. It was very bad about about James Bennett's username. And then another guy stole it and posted it on Reddit, the joke. Yeah. And CJ actually logged into Reddit <laughs> to what to claim that the bad joke. <laughs> just to harass the guy. Because no one should have even shared that joke. It was so bad that nobody should have even spread it. So to steal such a bad joke. It was – okay, so James Bennett's username is Uber, Uber Nostrum. Yeah. And you called him Uber Borstrom? <laughs> yeah, that's I what like, I oh, – yeah. So bad. Ubor Nostrum, actually. Ubor Nostrum, okay. So, <laughs> it's see, see what you miss out, Jess, by not being on Twitter, or not put on IRC, whatever. I, I am on Twitter. I'm not on IRC, though. IRC. Like, okay, so I've, had, I've, like, I've never had a positive experience on the Judge IRC, I'm sorry. Oh, that's sad. You need to come into, come into the secret room. Well, off the, the secret room? What is the secret room? We'll tell you offline, but... <laughs> <laughs> okay, make sure you make sure you tell me offline what the secret room is. It's not a secret room anymore if I say it on the podcast. Yeah, you're not doing a good job keeping the secret room secret. I mean, there's the secret room, and then there's a really secret room. <laughs> I I'm sorry. I just got a text about you, Brian Perlman. <laughs> That's weird. It says just saw B Pril's pic on Facebook. He looks nothing like his voice. <laughs> He says you look like a guy who would work for Lockheed, though, so that's cool. Who is this? It's my friend. Don't worry about it. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Hey, people. speaking of Brian, you were at GP Charleston this past weekend. I was at a GP this past weekend. Yeah, Charleston. How'd that yes. go? It was awkward. Okay. So I think Really? Uh, awkward? Yeah. And by awkward, the, like, the, the expectation was for, like, 1,000 to 1,100 players. Oh, yeah. I heard the numbers that's what, for it. That's what we staffed for. Oof. And we got, okay, so on, like, Thursday, Friday, the Charleston airport, like, was closed due to fog. And then Friday morning, they had radar problems and weren't allowing planes to land. And then, well, then it happened. So we fired off three grinders. And we had 661 players total. That's rough. Uh, So, yeah, the thought is that people didn't want to take 
vacation the you know a few days before they were going to be taking vacation for thanksgiving right yeah uh yeah so it's a bit awkward but you had good uh, floor coverage we had exceptional <laughs> exceptional floor coverage or an exceptional number of judges so i How did how many judges I, did you have uh 4950 yeah is so, so after yeah. the first few rounds you're you're actually looking at like a judge for every what 10 players uh yeah uh wow so it was it was actually on the main it was it was more than that cuz they only was like 80 or 90 on day 2 but the 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 5k the star city 5k had a had a good turnout on sunday so i was doing uh, the judge manager stuff and so, <laughs> interesting thing. Got there on Friday. Went to open up the uh, open up and start getting stuff. Um, no judge shirts. No foils. Ooh. <laughs> you know, make wow. Check a, a few areas. You know, make a few calls. Nothing turning up. Panic starts to set in. You know, we ended up finding them. Okay. Yeah, someone had them. Was just like, well, oh, I didn't know. I didn't know what that was. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, that's good at least. Yeah. So there, there was a a little a little bit that was that was fun on Friday. But uh, Sunday, I had. So this is this is a bit of introspection, uh, introspective uh, reflection, whatever, whatever, whatever the proper adjective is. That's yeah. that's what this is. So on Sunday, I was also uh, a public events lead in addition to. Uh, judge manager. One of the things that you do as judge manager, you're the liaison between the TO and the judges. You handle the stipends, you handle the comp, but you're also authorized to do things at the venue itself. Like if there's a toilet overflowing or there's a leak in the ceiling or something like that, you know, you call facilities and deal with that. And I was also public events manager on Sunday mm-hmm. and I was not delegating properly. Yeah, uh, I was trying to do too much and I was just I was just starting to get a little frazzled. And Aaron uh, Stickney, who's a level two, works for for Star City, he's a, a great you know, public events guy, just starts asking me. It's about, you know, it's about two thirty. And he's just like, hey, did you you know, have you thought about this? I'm like, yes. He's like, have you thought about this? Yes. Have you thought about this? No. That's on the list of things I need to get done. Have you have you done this? No, that's on the list of things I need to get done. What about this? And he's just going down the list, and, and I, I'm starting to get mad because it's all the stuff that I know I need to do. I just need to get time to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, well, what about this? What about this? What about this? And I'm like, no, it's on the list. It's on the list. And then he stops, and he just he, – he basically says, and where on that list is you taking a break? Yeah. And it's, it was just kind of one of these moments where I just kind of like stopped and like all the gears that were grinding in my head just came to a dead halt. And it was like, whoa, wow, you're right. If I keep going like this, it's going to be like seven o'clock before I get a chance to sit down. So we talked about it a little bit, offloaded some responsibilities and I went and got some chicken fingers. Nice. French fries and had like a good 20, 30 minutes of just decompression time. But yeah, that was that was one of the, the big things was, you know, just it hit home that I really was not doing a good job of delegating and I needed to do that more. Uh, yeah, a, I've been so, guilty of that a lot, too. Yeah, 
so yeah, that's that's a hard that's a hard skill to learn. Uh, even when you think you've learned it, it's like a head judge. When you're put into a new position of authority, it's like you have to learn it all over again. Yeah. So that was that was a a huge like it's been it's been a point that's come up on on reviews for me a lot. You know, needs to learn to delegate, needs to learn to delegate more. And I thought I had it, you know, even at this event, I thought I was doing delegating, you know, then it was just that moment of I got all this. And I look out and I was like, I got I got infinite judges download some of that stuff. Uh, So Uh it was just a, a, a great, great, great moment of clarity that. I hope I'll carry forward into events in the future. Let's hope. Let's hope I learn from this. Well, that's good. So. So. All right. Did you have any other? Oh wait. I, I have a question. How did the? Uh, what was it? A Miss America pageant or something? Miss South Carolina? What was? Uh, it? Uh, yeah. It was both Miss uh, Miss Teen South Carolina and Miss South Carolina. Did you ever get any appearances made? Uh, unfortunately, no. Where was that on your list? It should have been near was, the top. Was. It was around the uh, uh, it was around the corner when you went into the hotel, when you went into the hotel, it was one of these ones with like the open area in the middle. And there were just all these banners of all the contestants. And like there was tons of them on Friday and then Saturday morning. There were less and Sunday morning. There was less mm-hmm. Sunday afternoon, like Monday morning. There was only one <laughs> had some hmm. real awkward conversations in the hotel lobby with one of the the contestant's handler okay yeah it was kind of like one of the guys wait, wait, he started he hit me he hit me with something that was so racist i didn't know <laughs> how to i didn't know how to respond you know it was like do i just stand up and object to that or yeah go, like well what do you do you know it was like they just kind of couldn't do anything but blink at him yeah yeah that's so rough because you never you never actually expect people to be outright racist you know what i mean you just just someone you just met like yeah you don't meet those people like talking to you so i can hit on the woman standing next to you and now <laughs> i'm not sure i want to do that i'm looking for my out now you <laughs> with that all right well yeah. i hope nobody copies his behavior copies Speaking of copying his things, behavior uh, I, I think yeah so I think we should move back towards towards our topic, which is copying effects, which there are a lot of. Yeah, so when you're making a copy of something, it's like making a copy of something. Really? Yeah. Making a copy of something's like making making copies. Like making copies. So what when you're copying an object, let's go with Jess. What gets copied when you copy? Because it's not everything about an object. So um, what gets copied is are, are what we refer to as the copyable characteristics. Interesting. And these are going to include uh, a card's name, uh, the card's uh, mana cost, the color of the card, its types, its power and toughness, if it, ha- if it has any, its rules, text, and abilities, and the expansion symbol, oddly. Um, <laughs> yes. So these are the copyable, uh, these are the copyable characteristics uh, of a card, unless I missed one, which I might have. No, you got them. Um, and 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 other than those, uh, the, nothing nothing else gets copied. So oh. so for example, the art of the card doesn't get copied. You know, the copyright line doesn't get copied. Yeah. It, col- it, it, uh, most of the relevant things too. You did mention uh, you did miss loyalty actually. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, loyalty because you can copy planeswalkers. I forgot yeah. about that. I don't actually have the, the comp rules in front of me, so 
Uh, it was winging it there. Did you just um, do that? From- yeah, loyalty is. What's that? Did you just list those from memory and not read off the notes? Yeah, I'm impressed. Well, so there is there is one. I want to point clarify point of clarification. Uh, color is not copyable per se. They you get the color is derived from copying the mana cost or the color indicator. Sure. Hey man. All okay. Right, fine. It's a thing. Sure. No, it's un- it's understandable. Um, I mean, yeah. So it's gonna or, or the color indicator or or ability that that says it's a certain color or something like that. Yeah, that's true. Oh, those color indicators. They're gonna they're gonna be fun for a while. So the things that don't get copied are any effects on the spell plus one plus one counters, uh, stuff like that. So if you have a grizzly a bear cub, excuse me. With a giant growth affecting it, and you clone the bear cub, you're going to get a 2-2. You're not going to get a 5-5 because the plus 3 plus 3 is not copied. Uh, the the best way I always hear people explain it is you kind of just act like you took a photocopy of that card, like literally put it on a copy machine and scanned it. That's basically what you're going to get back out. But then you get the art. <sighs> Fine. What? And there is just no not unglued card that cares about art. Just saying. Just saying. Just All right. saying. And then when you copy things, <laughs> when you copy things that are on the stack, you actually get a little bit more happening. Um, mainly, you get mm. a copy of choices that were made when the object on the stack was cast or activated. So what does that mean? It means stuff like, was the overload cost paid? What are the targets of the spell? Was kicker paid? Uh, what is modes. the value of X? Yeah, the modes are copied. Uh, just all those kinds of things that are, are chosen upon activation of a sp- <clears throat> upon copying. Now, what, so what about uh, what about what you know cost was paid? For example, and I don't mean an X spell. I mean like, what if I play a hybrid spell and I choose to play pay green for it instead of red? Is that does that information get copied? Yes. So if I if I cast, we'll say fire spout, and then I reverberate the fire spout, how much? No, 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 how much no, damage no. gets dealt? No, no, no. Hold on. There's there's something <laughs> there's something there's something. Let me look let me look at the wording on fire spout because I think. You okay? So fire spout deals three damage. I'm, I'm to trying each... to br- I'm trying to break it. Oh okay. Fire spout deals three damage to each creature without flying if red was spent to cast fire spout, and three damage to each creature with flying if green was ca- spent to cast it. No mana was spent to cast the copy. Okay, so that's not necessarily right. Yeah. So it doesn't copy like it, it doesn't effectively it doesn't copy that information. Like it it might copy wh- which side you paid for it, but it doesn't copy the information of what was used to pay for it. Right? Like it, it, you didn't actually spend anything there. Right. Well, the reason fire spot doesn't work is because no man no man at all was used to cast. It. Mm. All right. Right. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Right. So if it was if it was like if it was if fire spot was like one mana and it was. You know, one mana and it did nothing, but it was like if you spend red, then it's kicked and it does three damage to each creature without flying. And kicker green deals three damage uh, to each creature with flying. That would be copied. Right. Yeah. Because additional costs are copied. Right. Right. So basically, uh, th- things that for the most part, uh, things that are choices, you know, while you're casting it are going to be copied. But um, but then when it resolves and checks things like what mana was spent because it's checking that you know when it resolves 
uh, it's going to go, wait, no man was spent to catch me, so I can't find anything. So this is the important difference there is that, that we do copy things like X costs that are chosen during while you're casting it, but what you're, what Firespot is checking is something, it's checking something when it resolves. Yeah, I'm down Which for is that. weird. So I guess I brought up kind of a corner case there, but, uh, but that's actually when people get wrong quite often is yeah. how Firespot works with copying. No, the whole point of this episode is to, when we're done with this, everybody will know everything there is to know about copying something. <laughs> like, we're going all the way. Are we? Yeah, all the way. That's pretty awesome. No, like, I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. And maybe, uh, you know, uh, if somebody else wants to copy our example, then maybe, for example, Judge Cast North could copy our episode and do an episode on copies. Like that's. Thank you. Uh, thank you for making the uh, uh, making the troll. So I don't have to. <laughs> uh. <laughs> You know, one more one I want to bring up is is uh, split cards. When you cast a split card, the object on the stack is the half that you chose to cast. So if you copy it, you're going to get the half the half that was cast. You can't copy it and have the other half go on the stack or anything like that. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Without delving too much into split cards, because that could be an episode in and of itself. I know. I know. I just want to throw uh, that out there real quick. But... But it just popped in my head. Okay. So. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna get deep. Well, it can't get that. Are we bringing up air ties meddling? I don't. I don't know what that is. Okay. Um, yeah. We we won't then. Hold on, man. <laughs> it's, it's 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 a scary card. A scary card. At the beginning of each of that player's upkeeps, if that player's exiled, will be literally counted from it. The card has no counts in it. Each put on the stack as a copy of the original spell. What's so bad about that? It causes some weird interactions. All right. So, if we'll, you say we'll, so. We'll we'll maybe come back to it at the end if there's time. Okay, there won't be time. There won't be time. So a next little. But here's to... something. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I was okay. going to say uh, something that causes confusion a lot of copies. And this is one thing I want to bring up before we get too far into it. Okay. Is uh, uh, there are some of because players get confused because there are some effects where if you're going to copy a creature, you can kill the creature you're copying and it won't copy it. And there are some effects where it doesn't work that way. And I just want to clarify the difference. It's it's really nothing to do with the different abilities except that. The first group are abilities that copy a target, and the second group are abilities that don't use the word target. So, for example, if I cast uh, Reverberate to copy a spell, but that spell gets countered before the Reverberate resolves, it no longer has a legal target. Or rather, its target is not legal. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore. But on the other hand, if I discard a card to Pack Rat and the Pack Rat gets destroyed, uh, it did not target the Pack Rat, so it will still make that copy. Yeah, right. That's a good thing to wrap and like you can't stop a clone, you know, or or in, in terms of I'm casting a clone. Right. It it doesn't that that effect doesn't target. So it, there is no like as soon as you know, you know, if if you make choices at the proper time, you know, upon resolution, there's no opportunity to kill the thing that the clone is going to clone so that the clone doesn't clone the thing that it was going to clone. Got it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Sure. I'm gonna clone I am my own grandpa. Bear. Yeah, I'm gonna clone that. I'm gonna clone that grizzly bear. Oh, bolt that grizzly bear. Now your clone's ability fizzles, and you get a zero zero. Mwahaha. No. Yeah. No, it doesn't um, work that way. But something like shape share. Okay. So shape share is a one one changeling blue dude from Lorwyn that says target shape shifter, which he is, becomes a copy of target creature until your next turn. Okay, so that is something that you can you can uh, uh, you can nuke. That is something what? That is that is something that that you can if you destroy all the targets, then you don't have to you don't have to that that ability is not going to go off. 
Yeah, but you have to destroy both. Well, that targets. was a little different because it has more than one target, so it gets awkward. Yeah, because actually, if you only but, destroy uh, the thing it's targeting, the like if it's targeting itself and something else, if you destroy the something else, it's still going to become that something else. Mm-hmm. Right, because so, it's still yeah, it actually uses the last known information there. It's really weird. Yeah, it's weird. It's a weird card. I've never seen it before. Um, no, I really like that card because of that interaction. I didn't. I didn't play then. Yeah, it's like I brought I it up. Way too much money I, drafting I, that format. I, I brought it up and I was just like, I was like, yeah, this is an example of a copy effect. And as soon as I started like reading it and talking about, it, I was like, oh, that's that thing where if I remove one of the targets, then it's it's able to get. Yeah, this is the only. It's the to, only card I can think of that uses last known information for one of its targets. Like, I can't think of another card that does that. Uh, and if you can, don't bring it up, because, like, it's not the focus of the thing. But it's just <laughs> so weird. Um, yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, so, so, yeah, that's a weird one. Um, and you guys have gone but, way off uh, and We are. But nothing, like, this is all good. This is good stuff. I, I A lot of this I didn't think about to write down. So, to get back a little bit to... So, what's, what's the next thing we wanted to talk about, then? Yeah, I was going to talk about something like Clone, right? It, um, it says that mm-hmm. uh, you may have Clone enter the battlefield as a copy of another creature. That is a replacement effect. And what that means is that it modifies how it enters the battlefield. And so it will enter the battlefield as the copy as a copy of whatever creature. And the whole reason I'm bringing this up is that that means that the clone always existed on the battlefield as a copy of that other creature. There was not a moment where it was on the battlefield as a zero zero clone and then became that creature. So it will get all of the enters the battlefield triggers, anything like that. It's basically as if you just cast a fresh version of that creature. Okay, well, um, so since you're talking, you uh, you mentioned it being a replacement effect, mm-hmm. if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so let me let me pick your brain for a second. Okay. Um, so if I have if I have an essence of the wild at play. Yes. And and I attack and I attack with it, and you. Uh, for those who don't know, essence of the wild says that creatures you control enter the battlefield as a copy of essence of the wild, and it's like a six six guy. Um, and so I, I attack with it, and you block with a you jump block with a guy, and your guy dies. And I play Somber Old Spider, which is a 2-4 with Morbid. This enters the battlefield with 2 plus and plus encounters, which is also a replacement effect. Do I get an Essence of the Wild with 2 plus and plus encounters? I'll answer. Go for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. But why not? What? Oh, it's well... Said, but why not? But why not? Because... Do you want me to give the glib answer or the real answer? Real answer. Okay, it's because there's actually um, an or you know we normally talk about replacement effects. It's like, hey, when there's when there's two replacement effects, you get to choose the order that they come in, or the, you get to choose the order that they apply. Well, yeah, you do, but there's actually a a, a hierarchy, and that that hierarchy is, I think. I think it's everything that changes control. All all uh, all replacement effects that change control, yes, apply first. Then all replacement effects that copy are applied, and then all the other replacement effects can duke it out, and you can pick which ones. So it's it's sort of the whole uh, let's say change control. So it's our gather specimens. Woo! Yeah. So it's gather specimens up at the top. Second tier is essence of the wild shenanigans. And then the third is all your uh, blood first type triggers, or not triggers, replacement effects. effects. Oh, replacement effects. oh, it's late. <laughs> yeah, so great. So that's why it's going to be always an essence of the wild because you don't have any choice in the matter. Yep. Right. Hey, speaking of yeah, choices, exactly. another thing, that, another thing that isn't copied is choices made 
on a permanent that already exists. Now, note this is different than choices made on an object on the stack. Those are copied, but choices on an existing permanent are not. So if we look at a card like Adaptive Automaton, it reads... Oh, is that a, the one that lets you choose a creature type? Yes. As it enters the battlefield, you choose okay. a creature type. It, it is the chosen type in addition to its other types. And other creatures you control, the chosen type get plus one, plus one. If you clone an Adaptive Automaton, it works uh, exactly actually as Brian was saying here. First, the, we're going to apply the copy effect and make your guy a clone of Adaptive Automaton. Then we get to apply the as Adaptive Automaton enters the battlefield, choose a creature type effect. And you get to choose a new creature type because it doesn't copy any of the previous choices. Okay. Yay. Was it on here that we had, we had the discussion of whether or not we can make it a construct construct? I think it was. <laughs> anyway, the answer is you can. I don't remember that discussion. So. But oh, really? You can, actually. Yeah, you can. I, I, can't, I couldn't find any reason to do it, but you could choose construct for it. Anyway. But that, then is it just, is, that's an interesting question. Is it a construct construct or is it just a construct? It's construct construct. I, I, there's no rule that says something can't have the same creature type twice. Hmm. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I, I guess. I guess it really. Yeah. It's not. Like, it's not like a goblin. Goblin gets hit twice as hard by something that damages goblins. Yeah. So let's talk about copying copies. That's fun, right? No. No, it's not. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> it's not that bad. I'm gonna go with the most basic case and then pass it off to you guys. Okay. Uh, so the most basic case is if I copy a bear cub with a clone and then I cast another clone. Ca- copying my copy of a bear cub. Okay. I'm going to get another bear cub. So the relevant gonna, thing uh, here is, yeah. So like we said, copying, um, when you copy something, it copies all the character. Jeez. There's so many time we say copy here. Copy. It copies all the copyable characteristics of the card as modified by other copy effects. There we go. So, so we said, we said basically that when you copy something, you get a photocopy of the original thing. So, hey, you're just making, you know, you're just making a copy of a copy. You're just running the copy through the Xerox now. And that bear cub, that third bear cub, just is slightly grainier than the original bear cub. Yeah. Slightly. Which means that if it goes into battle against a regular bear cub, it's going to lose because it's just slightly worse. <laughs> it's. It's fine. What? What? For saying no. that, Brian, what happens if the copy effect grants an ability or something? Well, then if it gives, uh, if an effect, if a copy effect gives the creature an ability, that becomes part of its uh, abil- a copyable ability. So if I have, oh, say, I'm not going to use your example of a, uh, of a fat asthma image <laughs> typo. I'm going to use a Vesuvian doppelganger. Okay. Okay. And now I'm going to look up the text on Vesuvian doppelganger so that I don't, you know, I actually uh, don't make the same error I did with the shape share. You know, Vesuvian doppelganger sure has a lot more text than a phantasmal image. Yeah, I know. But okay. So <laughs> but it goes back to the whole, you know, I'm just like just dunks, only blue. All right, so, fine. Bringing it back, I'm bringing it back full circle here. Vesuvian doppelganger reads: You may have Vesuvian doppelganger enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it doesn't copy that creature's color and gains. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may have this creature become a copy of target creature, except it doesn't copy that creature's color. If you do, this creature gains this ability. Okay, so basically, its copyability 
gives it the ability to kind of change every upkeep, change into something else. So if I have a doppelgang, uh, a bear cub, it's going to be just like a bear cub, only it doesn't copy its color. And it gets this extra ability, this extra triggered ability that says at the beginning of your upkeep. So it's just like a grizzly bear. It's just like a bear cub, only it's got this extra ability. And, and blue. because because that was part of the copy effect, if I then, oh, say, clone the Vesuvian Doppel Cub, then my clone is also going to be a Doppel Cub and have so, the. Let me get this straight. Ability. So if I fled the Vesuvian Doppelganger targeting, or I'm sorry, copying, say, Grizzly Bear, um, then it's Grizzly Bear with the Vesuvian Doppelganger ability, right? Yes. And it's blue. So, so and, and it's blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if I. Copy the Vesuvian doppelganger with a phantasmal image, and then I copy that phantasmal image with a Phyrexian metamorph, and then I copy that Phyrexian metamorph with a Quicksilver Gargantuan. Oh, no. Then I have, <laughs> oh, seven, I have a 7-7 seven, seven Grizzly Bear that's back. blue that it dies if it gets to the sacrifice becomes a target of the speller ability, is an artifact, and has the Vesuvian doppelganger ability. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, sounds correct to me. I would need to write that down on paper and make sure, <laughs> but uh, it sounds pretty okay to me. And it doesn't really matter what order these creatures come into play. The, the last one is going to have all of those abilities. Yeah, because you copy other copy effects. That's that's the only okay. thing. So let's so let's say that again, maybe a little bit slower. So we have a bear cub <laughs> that's copied by a Vesuvian doppelganger. The, the Vesuvian doppel cub is then copied by a phantasmal image making a phantasmal doppel cub. <laughs> oh no. Phantasmal doppel cub. Then we then we Phyrexian metamorph the result we of that. We have a Phyrexian phantasmal doppel cub. And then we play Quicksilver Gargantuan, meaning we have a Gargantuan Phyrexian phantasmal doppel cub. Yes. Okay, which is 7-7 seven, seven, blue. Uh-huh. <laughs> seven seven, which we'll get into in a moment as to why it's seven seven. Um, it's a seven seven blue artifact bear <laughs> that if it it has the ability to change what it is every upkeep become a copy every upkeep. Um, and then uh, uh, if it becomes a target of the speller ability, you have to sacrifice it. Now here's the here's the well, real question that comes with this: is that when yeah. you use that ability, it's also yeah, I don't know. <laughs> It's also a bear illusion. <laughs> oh, it is a bear illusion. No, but when you use its ability to become something else, uh-huh. is it still a 7-7 seven, right. seven not? I yeah, that's gonna, a very good question. I'm going to have to look that up. Uh, wow. That's that's some real talk right now. I don't think so, because we would have a later copy effect mm-hmm. in the layers. The, the, it'd have a later timestamp. So actually, I think it's going to lose all that other stuff when you use its ability. I, th- I think it probably will also. It'll become a... A whatever. So it'll only be a seven seven for until you change it to something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> All right. But I probably didn't think about that. Look at this. When we were having this judge breaker contest like a few months ago, why didn't someone come up with that? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. A gargantuan Phyrexian phantasmal doppel cub. So let me read let me read Quicksilver Gargantuan real quick. It says, uh, you may have Quicksilver Gargantuan enter the battlefield as a copy of any creature on the battlefield, except it's still 7-7. What that means, exactly, is because Quicksilver Gargantuan, its printed power and toughness is 7-7. So what it really means is, except its power and toughness doesn't change, isn't copied. Because some people will read that and think that that is a power and toughness setting effect, which it is not. It is, it is just a quality of the copy effect. Everything is copied except power and toughness. So this 
they they changed the rule or they added the rule when when uh, uh right around the time that Quicksilver Gargantuan came out uh-huh. and there was this there's this card it's kind of fringe playable it's been in uh, an event or two uh, uh several years ago but didn't really make a splash anywhere else called uh Tarmogoyf Tarmogoyf. No, I played had, I played Lurgoyf as a kid. Is that what you mean? Um, no, they they made a they made a bad version of oh, it. Oh, okay. A few, right. a few years ago, so it has this um, this you know power and toughness setting ability, or actually anything anything. So I guess yeah, we can you know, forget about the back card. We'll use we'll use Lurgoyf. Okay. So because most people, more people know about that card, right? Yeah. yeah. So we'll, let's we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about cards that people know. Okay, so Lurgoyf has power. Its power is equal to the number of creature cards. I mean, I don't know why I'm explaining this. Everybody knows. Uh, Lurgoyf's power is equal to the number of creature cards in all graveyards, and its toughness is equal to that number plus one. Got it? Got all it. creature in the graveyard. So if I have a Quicksilver Gargantuan and I copy it, okay, all of a sudden it gains that characteristic defining. So it has a 7-7 seven, seven power and toughness, and then it had a characteristic defining ability that said, "Hey, my power and toughness is equal to the number of cards in a in, in the creature cards in a graveyard." And toughness plus one. So it became this question of, "Well, that seems well. Which one wins? What's that seems awkward." So finally, they just modified the rules and said, "You know what? When a copy effect sets a, a characteristic or excludes a a, a characteristic." then any characteristic defining abilities on the card that deal with that characteristic don't get copied. Yeah. So Right. So in addition to not copying Lord Life's power and toughness, it also won't copy the ability that sets its power. Right. Right. Which is a characteristic defining ability. Right, right. So you would actually get a if you uh, gargantuan a Lurgoyf or you know whatever Tarmogoyf, sure, sure, whatever. You will get a seven seven, and your photocopy you know will actually have a blank text box or maybe flavor text. I mean, Lurgoyf's flavor text is pretty awesome. Lur- uh, flavor text is not copyable. Uh, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Shh. It's, it's Lurgoyf's flavor text. It's awesome. Do you want to read it for us? Ah, Hans, run! It's the Lurgoyf! <laughs> Safi, Eric's daughter, has words. Thank you. Which, if you look at what Sarah... If you look up Safi, Eric's daughter... In the blink of an eye, she strode from deep snow to dusty waste. From the crease of light behind her, a voice rang hollow. Safi, wait for me. A sad tale, really. Yeah. All right, well, speaking of sad tales, let's talk about copying spells. Which we already covered a little bit, so we don't have to go too deep into it. Uh, but one thing I want to mention, because... Uh, you know, when you clone a card, your clone becomes that card when you clone a creature. However, if you cast something like Reverberate, which says uh, copy target spell, you may choose new targets. What it's actually doing is putting a copy onto the stack, which will then need to resolve on its own. That is different. So the Reverberate doesn't become that spell. It puts a copy on, everyone gets priority, you have a chance to counter the copy, all that kind of stuff. An additional thing to say about that is what we touched on earlier, is that copy is not cast. Or if it's a copy of an ability, it is not activated most of the time. Now, I'm sure everyone's quick to run in and mention there are certain cards that will cast a copy. Uh, the Probably the one I hear the most is Isochron Scepter, which has uh, you imprint a card on, and then it says you may copy the exiled card. If you do, you may cast the copy without paying its mana cost. So 
there are a few cards that do cast copies of spells, but for the most part, most copied spells are not cast. And that's about all the extra stuff about copying spells. You know, you know anything else, Jess? All the extra stuff about copying spells? Yeah, do you, do you have you anything? you want more extra stuff about copying? Well, I could mention uh, that. I don't, I don't actually have anything to add there. Um, is there, um, I mean, you said it's not cast, so, or, or activated, mm-hmm. unless it is. Like you, you mentioned. Yeah, I, don't, I can't think of anything else that, that we'd need to add there. I feel like I'm missing something because you asked me, but I can't think no, of anything no, I was, else. I was just asking. Uh, actually, I do have a few other. If, if a copy of the spell ends up anywhere that isn't the stack, it'll cease to exist as a state-based action. Oh, then it gets weird. Yes, that is true. But Brian was big on mentioning these. So a copy of an ability has the same source as the original ability. Uh-huh. Brian, do you have an example of that? Well, that could be relevant for like... Uh... So let's say let's say you have a, a cutting spark mage and it has a basilisk color on it. Cutting spark mage lets you deal one damage to target creature or player, and, uh-huh. and basilisk color gives it death touch. Okay, yeah, right. That's good. And, like, and uh, so like like the fact that it came from the same source is really relevant because now this one damage doesn't have death touch, doesn't doesn't does not have death touch, and it does. Yeah, because has the same source. That's good. Uh, another one is this. This one's pretty wild. Is that a copy is considered to be the same ability by effects that count how many times that ability has resolved during the turn. So, an example of that is uh, Soulbrite. It's like the only one. The only one I was able to find. There might be more. It reads, uh, target creature gains trample until end of turn. You pay two mana. Target creature gains trample until end of turn. If this is the third time this ability has resolved this turn, you may add red, 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 red to your mana pool. Red rum. So if that you... was a draft combo. Was it? Anyway, not really. Yeah, that was the thing you could do because you could tump all that mana into Flankin Brawler, which was another elemental that you could activate abilities for. And then if you had a Cecil uh, Searblade, you had this gigantic trampling Cecil Searblade. And they were, they, none of them were rare. So it was a really good thing to do. <laughs> so, yeah, if you have something like Rings of Bright Hearth, which says whenever you activate an ability, if it isn't a mana ability, you may pay two. If you do copy that ability, you may choose new targets for the copy. So if you were to copy that ability I just read before, then it counts as one of the few times you've uh, you've activated it. Yep. By the way, why isn't that ability a mana ability? Which one? Uh, Soulbright Flamekin. Soulbright Flamekin? Is it a target? Uh, Soul, Soulbright Flamekin uh, is not a mana ability because it has a target. Yeah. The same reason that uh, that new card, what is it? It costs one. I forget what it is now. Yeah, Deathrite Shaman. Uh, not, yeah, that one. Also not a mana ability. Yeah, because it targets. All right, and finally, some effects that ha- that let you copy a spell can let will let you. Uh, they basically say you may change the targets of the spell. You don't have to change the targets, even if the existing targets are illegal. So I guess there was a lot more about copying spells. All right, let's get into the so- fun stuff. <laughs> What you what you want to say, Jess? So, uh, no, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's that's basically the rules of copying, right? Like that's that's you know that's what the comprehensive rules is going to say about copying. It's it's not so bad. We went a little crazy with it, but copying can get weird with very specific situations. Uh, I think one of the more fun ones is morph. Oh, morph. Uh, uh. So let's get into that. No, I wanna. <laughs> okay, I'll do the I'll do the first one because once again, it's the easy one. If I have a face down 2-2 creature, so I, I have played it face down, you know, it doesn't really matter what it is. If I clone that, the copyable characteristics of the face down 2-2 is just that. It's a face down 2-2. So all I'm going to get is a 2-2 with no names, no abilities, no color, anything like that. That's the easy one. Yeah. So. But I thought, I thought face down was a status. It is a status. 
Yeah, and it's it's copyable characteristics are that it's a two two with no name abilities, color, taste. Okay, so even though it doesn't copy statuses, like it won't copy if something's tapped, and it, it doesn't copy uh, the fact that it's morphed, it, it's copyable characteristics are still the, the 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 what you see basically for a morphed creature, which is two two color, less no name, etc. Yeah. Okay. So so let's 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 make it a little funner. Let's say I have a face down creature okay and i make it a copy of a sarah's angel okay okay what is it i know it's a it's a copy of a sarah's angel no <laughs> it's a it's a two two face down no name no abilities but copy. it's technically a copy of a sarah's angel it's just face down in two two with no yeah. abilities right yes so if you were somehow able to turn it face up, mm-hmm. <gasps> Sarah's Angel. It is a Sarah's Angel, but while it's face down, it is a while two the, two. While the card, so even though it's, you know, even even though it's a Sarah's Angel, it's a face down card. Therefore, it's a two two. Right. Right. Well, this could be relevant though if if uh, you know, say you have a, a a card face down that has a really 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 expensive morph cost, and and you copy a face up card that has a really 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 cheap morph cost. Couldn't you morph it for the cheap morph cost? Yes. And then if it stops being a copy, you, know, you got this gigantic creature in play. Yeah, sounds fine to me. Am I missing That's something? That's really there? interesting. Because, I mean, last episode I said that there was no list of uh, state-based actions, or no, turn-based actions, and then Brian's like, oh, this is the rule for turn-based actions. So now, I'm not, <laughs> so now I'm not sure of anything anymore. <laughs> Cats and dogs, okay. we, black we, is we white, up you, is it's down. Fine. I think we've made that reference every episode, Brian. Have we? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I made it last episode. So someone someone actually posted on their Facebook wall the fact that we were we were making all the Princess Bride references last episode. Yeah, going in against a, uh, a Celestian when death is on the line, and you know the I think your your no I think it was Jess's uh, uh, ninjutsu question. Uh, that was mine, buddy. Com- was it? And yeah, it was that was like, definitely TJ. Yeah. Oh, uh, it's like that's really convoluted. You get a gold star. Yeah. Let's see, what else? What else can we say about Moy? Are there well, others? Let's. No, there's. Let me. Let me see if I can remember how to formulate it. It's if you have a face down copy. Yeah, I think th- this is what you were saying earlier, just right. You have a face down card, and you have a face up creature with morph that has like, let's say, a morph cost of uh, uh, a green or something like that. And the face down card has like a morph cost of like something like 10. I can if I can make my face down creature a copy of my face up morph, then I can morph my face down creature for the cheap morph. Yeah. OK, that's what you were saying. Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. OK, well, then. Nah. All right. Wow, I thought there was more to do with morph, but I guess not really. It's the thing. The trick is, is just remembering that morph is a status just like tapped. Mm-hmm. You know, just like just like flipped, just like phased in, phased out. And as soon as you start thinking of it as a status instead of some sort of of fancy power and toughness changing shenanigans. The problem uh, is that it's it's a status, but it's a status that changes all of its copyable characteristics. Yeah, sure. That's that's, yeah, it's just, that's why it's weird. Right. But that's all it changes is the copyable characteristics, to be clear, because, geez, I don't want to get too deep into morph, but. If you have a face down creature and you make it black through some means, it will be black. If you if you use some effect to make it black, like it's not going to be colorless anymore. It will be black. It's only the um, the copyability, ugh, the copy 
stuff that gets erased. Well, so let's so let's talk about that. Let's let's talk about you know the when you when you copy how copy effects interact with other stuff. Okay. Okay. Like so, jumping off of that. So if I've got a, a grizzly bear, a bear cub. Oh, sorry, bear yeah, cub. Yeah, close one. I got if I got a bear cub. Okay, that's hit with a, a turn to frog. Okay, just to, to hammer home a point that we made earlier. So okay. turn to frog makes it a, a, a like a one one, I think a one one green frog. Okay. And then I later copy my 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 bear frog. What does my clone look like? Yeah, your clone looks exactly like a bear cub. A bear cub. Now, okay, because I'm copying the stuff that's printed on the card. Okay. So now let's say I have a treetop village. Yes. Okay. And I animate my treetop village. Okay. Uh, I use its ability, right? Spend one in a green, make it a three, three green ape with trample. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I copy my treetop village. What do I get? Get a Wookiee. <laughs> no. What? What'd you say? <laughs> said a Wookiee. A Wookiee. A Wookie. You activated Kashyyyk. You get a Wookiee. I I should get a Wookiee. <laughs> nope, you get a. Uh, you're actually going to get a tapped treetop village unanimated. No, no, CJ, let the let the Wookiee win. <laughs> no, <laughs> let the Wookiee win. No, you do, you do, you get, you like again, you get the printed card essentially. So you are going to get a uh, an unanimated uh, treetop village. And, and I have seen people get blown out when I was when extended was a real format uh, when we were testing out mirror weave in the fairies matchup. Yeah, and somebody would attack with a mutable, and you would mirror weave uh, and a bunch of other dudes, and you would mirror weave the mutable, and everything else would become a mutable. Yeah, which would make yeah. it all un- unanimated lands that are no longer attacking because they're right. lands. So, so I so I attack. Let's say I attack with a mutable. I animate my mutable and a Sarah's angel. Because I love the uh-huh. Sarah Angel, a revised Sarah's Angel for obvious reasons. Sure. And we mirror weave. Okay, so mirror weave. Uh, to pair, I'm, I'm going to paraphrase. Uh, every other creature becomes a copy of target creature. Okay. Target non-legendary. So, um, sh- uh, yeah. Yeah. So I copy the animated mutavault. The Sarah's Angel becomes an unanimated mutavault. Okay, and because it's no longer a creature, right. it's removed from combat. Every other creature in combat gets removed and just sits there like a dopey land. Now, let's change it. And let's say for some reason I get my, my targets mixed up and I'm attacking with a muta, muta, an animated Mutavault and a Sarah's Angel. And I cast Mirror Weave targeting the Sarah's Angel. What happens to the Mutavault? No, the Mutavault will become a copy of Sarah's Angel. But because at the moment it's a creature. But but <laughs> then it's going to have a power and toughness color type. Yeah, it's got some other effects on top yeah, of it. Yeah, that I I'd have to double check Mutavault, but I think it's just going to end up being a Mutavault again, a Mutavault named Sarah Angel. I mean, it's going to be a two-two. It's going to be a two-two oh, animated because we have the we have the you, what you're saying is that it's all overridden by all of the effects that, and I think you're right, is uh, because I was applying my layers incorrectly there. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's a copy of Sarah Angel, but it still has. The uh, the continuous effects right. uh, that were making it a two two uh, colorless creature with doesn't actually it's going to be it's going to be white it's going to be because when you go through mutavault only it makes it a two two creature with all creature types okay okay oh, it doesn't make it colorless no because the land's already colorless okay. so you're going to have you're going to have a a Sarah Angel uh, Sarah Angel with converted mana cost of five white Flying Vigilance, 2-2, two, two, 
all creature types with the ability to tap for want to add one mana to your mana pool. And it, hey, it's got vigilance. You can tell. Oh, it's already tapped because I attacked with it when it was an enemy immutable. <laughs> oh, should have done that before I swung. Uh, I think I think we're getting dangerously close to a layers episode here. Oh, let's. <laughs> Yeah, I think we should leave that one alone and, and just uh, re- revisit that with a later episode. Yeah. All right. So the other one that uh, kind of gets weird is copying double-faced cards. Uh-oh. Yeah. So let's say I have a... Uh, what do we like? Let's use Huntmaster of the Fells. People know him. So like all werewolves, if uh, no spells were cast in a turn, at the beginning of keep you will transform Huntmaster of the Fells. So, if I have a guy, a Huntmaster of the Fells down, I clone him, and I cast no spells, or, you know, pass the turn, my opponent casts no spells, passes back to me. Um, obviously, my Huntmaster of the Fells will transform. What happens to my cloned Huntmaster of the Fells? Uh, it's gonna, it's gonna want to transform, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be like, like, uh, the Transformers in that episode where their T-Cogs got stolen. And they're going to start to make the transform sound, and then they're just going to stay in their car form. Okay. <laughs> sure, like that episode, exactly. That yeah, like exactly that episode. Exactly like. It is exactly like that, and it's just going to sit there, and they're going to they're gonna grind their gears and just sit there. Okay. And the reason so that for that... is not going to transform. It's no. an important part of that. Yeah, the and the reason for that is... Double face cards, even though you are doing the same physical action that you are with like morph and stuff like that, where you're just turning the card over, only double face cards, cards that physically, okay, and then we're not talking about copy stuff, physically, physically, physically have a, a back, a, a non standard magic back. So they can't transfer. If it doesn't have that, it can't transform. Okay. Period. It's good. Okay, so, so let me throw a wrench at that real quick. Um, You're going to say tokens, so aren't you? Two, no, I'm not there yet. Oh. Um, so what we're going to do, we have, so I have, uh, so let's say uh, you have a hunt master of the fells and I have a hunt master of the fells. Okay. Um, and so d- let's say uh, I, I cast no spells on my turn and I pass the turn and, and what your, your, your hunt master's triggered ability goes on the stack. And then I cast mirror weave targeting my hunt master of the fells. To, to, to make your Huntmaster of the Fells a copy of my Huntmaster of the Fells. Uh, and then the transform the, the, the transformability results, what happens? <laughs> uh, yeah, I was going to ask something similar to this. Okay, since this is a double-faced card, it will transform. Like, you will physically uh-huh. turn the card over. <laughs> However, it is still going to be a Huntmaster of the Fells. Okay, does that mean that since it transformed and it's a Huntmaster of the Fells, that I get a wolf and two life? Uh, I believe the answer to that one was no, because <laughs> it didn't actually change. Even though you flipped the card over, it never actually changed what it was. Is that correct? I can't remember. I do remember some discussion on that. So I'm actually not 100% sure of the answer to that question, but I fall into the other camp. I think it should. I think it does uh, <sighs> give you that, because it transformed, and it transformed into Huntmaster itself. I don't think so. Uh, it's, it's my because because right so the you've got the copy of and if I understand the question right okay because because this is a little convoluted yes this this scenario I basically got a copy effect sitting on top of the physical card okay and right. the, the copy effect is saying I'm a, a hunt master of the fells right 
and the physical card underneath of it can flip until the end of turn. It can flip flop back and forth, transform, untransform, change, 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 change all at once. And it's going to stay a hunt master of the fells, right? So in my mind, it's right. never transforming into hunt master of the fells. It's sitting there fat, dumb and happy, completely unaware of all the shenanigans you're doing with the physical card itself. Yeah. And I, and I agree with that. And I, I think that's correct. I I remember the discussion on it on IRC, um, and I'm pretty sure that's where it landed. But unfortunately, I'm not 100 percent sure. So we might have to double check that one. But yeah, that's exactly where I was going to go with it. My my question is, you know, if I have uh, Delver Secrets and Huntmaster of the Fells, and then I mirror weave the Huntmaster of the Fells, past turn opponent plays no does nothing. You know. Okay, let's see here. Some some triggered abilities trigger when an object transforms into an object identified by name. Such an ability triggers only if that object didn't have the specified name immediately before the transform instruction and does have the specified name immediately after the transform instruction. So if I'm Huntmaster okay. of the Fells, if the physical card is Ravager of the Fells, but there's a copy effect sitting on top of it saying, no, you're a Huntmaster, and I physically flip the card over to the Huntmaster side, I did not transform. So it effectively stopped you from getting any cool effects from your transformability. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I, I normally um, try, I use, uh, uh, for when I ask this question to, to, to people starting up for, for level two, I use like Civilized Scholar and Ludwig's, I think it's Ludwig's test subject. Yes. And kind of like make them realize that you can you can do like a super cheap transform to get your 1313 trample when the when the copy effect wears off right <laughs> yeah, yeah um, I get you. you get me you feel me dog i feel you dog you just gotta discard a creature dog yeah 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 dog yeah dog yeah dog <laughs> all right I, that's everything i got on double face cards you guys got anything else on that um i know okay um i do have yeah, there's one other thing what i have one other question about this Okay. Um, and and that, that question is that uh, what happens if you give something with morph, or you you make something with morph a copy of a card that has transform, and then it tries to transform? What happens? So you, wait, the card okay. morph has transform yeah. now. So, so it's it's what so so you have a two you have a, a creature with morph and it's face down, and I make it a copy of uh of and secrets. It- or Hubmaster, or whatever, and the condition for transforming it is met, um, what do you do with it? Do you do anything with it? No. Okay, so here we go. Face down, tra- double face cards, transform, uh, uh, and morph cards, face up, face down status. It's like Ghostbusters, you don't cross the streams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they can't, like, like trans- double face cards can't be turned face down. Okay, and regular magic cards, even though they're physic, they have the status of face up, face down. They can't transform, so there is no interaction between the two. It's the whole, you know, my teacog got right. because only cards with it, both a back face and a front face can transform. And a creature with morph has a face up and face down side, but it does not have a back face, so it cannot transform. Yes, very little that had anything to do with copying. Uh, that's yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, uh, I got I got one more cool. Well, it's not on transform cards or morph cards. That's fine. It's on it's on linked abilities. Oh boy. It's on. All right. So let's say, for example, 
Uh, I have myself a, I think the card is Quirion Elves. Yes. All right. It is. Quirion Elves. And Quirion Elves says, as Quirion Elves enter the battlefield, choose a color. And I have the ability tap, add one green to my mana pool, tap, add one mana of the chosen color to your mana pool. So I play Quirion Elves and I choose blue because blue is awesome. All right. Later, I tap it and uh, for mana, you know, for the blue mana that I'm going to use to cast what? Mirror Weave. Oh, Mirror Weave again. Mirror Weave. And I'm going to target a voice of all. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Voice of All says is flying, and when Voice of All enters the battlefield, choose a color. Voice of All has protection from the chosen color. So now my Quirion Elves becomes a Voice of All. The question is, does Voice of All now have what? What is what does Voice of All have protection from? <laughs> you didn't go exactly where I thought you were going to go with this, but I love it. Where did you think I was going to go with? This? I, I thought you were going to go a lot more basic. It's just like if I have. A grizzly bears and make it a copy of the query on elves can it tap for mana or can it tap for blue oh well, the, answer, sure. the answer there is no because no choice was made for the grizzly bear right right but you have brought up something that had a choice made for it when it was cast unfortunately unfortunately i'm still gonna go with no because it the choice was made for another set of linked abilities not the query on elves set of linked abilities Jess. so it does not have protection from anything agree or disagree so this is a tough one. Um, <laughs> I think I think actually, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm actually not 100% certain of, of the answer to this question. My gut reaction would be uh, actually that it has protection from, from the originally chosen color, but uh, because it still has that ability. But at the same time, Studio points out, there makes a point that, that this permanent did not have that choice made for it. So I, I don't actually know here. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and uh, abstain from voting in this situation because I just I'm not sure. Okay. So yeah. what's the actual answer? It's the two abilities on on Quirion Elves are linked, and the two abilities on Voice of All are linked. Okay. So ah. there is no there is no transference between the two. Okay. Even though it has the same the same text. Is like oh, and then there's the bat. You know, choose a color. Woo. You know, no, they are actually different abilities and have no relation to each other. So you can't do some sort of shenanigans by stealing the choice of you know uh, uh, applying the choice of the card to the copy it became. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, linked abilities can be tough. Yeah. But those are for another day, a never day. Linked abilities. That would actually be. We'll have to squirrel that away. Yeah, there's actually a lot too that I, I know. I, I I'm still learning about those. Those, those are those are tough. Are you guys ready to jump into the emails? You e- email. Yeah. Email. As a matter of fact, I am. All right, I'm gonna read this email verboten. It's from Nikolau. He says. Verboten. Shut up. What? He says. Hey, I'm Judge look, Cast. Looking up verboten. I think verboten means forbidden. Yeah, I think it does too. <laughs> verbatim. Verbatim. Hey, it does. That's why I said shut up with your trolls. <laughs> the word I was looking for was verboten. <laughs> I do not think that word means what you think it means. You're verboten to keep talking. And we have a Princess Bride reference. I think we need to have at least we need to have a Ghostbusters reference, a, uh, a Princess Bride reference, 
Uh, Beast Slickers 2, the search for Curly's Gold reference? I Sure. Can we throw <laughs> Weekend and Bernie's in there also? <laughs> and how about a Gremlins reference for good measure? Yes, round up, out? Round up the 80s. All right, Nicolau says, He typed it, so I read it. Thank you, Mr. Henke. I very much enjoyed the last show about faces and steps. Very useful stuff. He especially enjoyed the whole first strike, double strike segment. He had a question about passing from one step to another. He says, uh, from what I understand, the step is passed when both players pass, pass priority upon an empty stack. What happens when, if you're in the pre-combat main phase, the active player passes priority, the non-active player casts Hussar Patrol, which has Flash, it's a creature, it resolves. He wants to know, does the active priority get priority again, and could he cast something like an action injunction? Or at this point, are we done? Are we going to move on to the next step? All right. So when you cast a well, spell... both players... Sorry, go on. Go ahead, Brian. Go ahead, Brian. Uh, after you, good sir. <laughs> I was just going to say that, that both players uh, will get priority after the spell has resolved, because both of them have to pass priority with the stack empty. And it doesn't look back to see that at some point in the past, you already passed priority with the stack empty. They have to do it consecutively. Yep. So, so active player, when you cast something, okay, when it resolves, you get priority again. That's why, um, like, Planeswalkers, you get first crack at using them. Like, when you cast them and they resolve, you know, your opponent can't just go like, oh, well, before you use it, bolt that. Or in response to it coming into play, bolt it. Just like, no, no, no. I have priority now. I can do something. If I choose not to, I'm going to pass it to you. If you choose not to, we're in the next step or phase. Yes. Uh, Although there is a weird situation involving Panglacial Worm where nope. uh, you can cast a spell and not have priority afterwards, but we're not going to get to that right now. No, we're not getting into Panglacial Worm. That card, that noblation. All right, that's it. That's our only email this time, so sometimes we get a lot. Sometimes oh, that's sad. So many. Yeah, I think it's because uh, the past episode was posted a little late, so generally we get emails like right after a show is posted because people are listening and it's fresh on their mind. But... If you listeners out there would like to email us, you can email us at judgecast at gmail.com. You can also like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash judgecast. And follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash judgecast. 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 Judgecast.com. Speaking of judgecast.com, that domain is taken by someone who has nothing there and has what? all their information hidden. So I can't even figure out who they are to ask them if really? I have that domain. I I... I blame Chris Lansdale. This is probably Chris Lansdale's fault. This is probably Chris Lansdale. They've had it since like 2007. Most likely. <laughs> I'm blaming. Oh well, in that case. Wait, 2007. When did when did Ricky and and after that? Going? Yeah, that, might, that might actually belong to Sean or Ricky. No, it, uh, that's what I'm saying. It's before them. Google Chrome could not find JudgeCast.com. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. They don't have anything there, but someone owns it. Because I actually went to buy it today, <laughs> and I was like, oh. Wait, 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 but yeah, it might but not yeah. be. It might not be something related at all. Yeah. So it's like so I don't know. Maybe it's like get get judgecast.xxx. See if that's available. All right, I will. Let me just. Go. <laughs> How about MTG Judgecast? MTGJudgecast.com. Well, I don't know. We we can talk about all that later. We could do like we could do like when the the 80s where they had like the Ghostbusters cartoon and then they had the real Ghostbusters. We could be the real Judgecast. We could do Judgecast cast. We could do. Uh, yeah, we could do judgecastcast.com. We could do foxravenfoxravenfox.com. Yeah. That would be funny. <laughs> that would be awesome. It was funny, but no one would know to go there. <laughs> we'll, we'll tell. Go to, go to ravenfoxravenfoxravenfox.com. You know what? I think we should sign this show off. <laughs> I think we're... Yes, really. we should. All right. Thank you, everybody, for listening. 
I will leave that last part in, but sorry you had to listen to it. Thank you again. My name is CJ Schrader. I keep it fair. I'm just on, so I keep it fun. I'm just on, so I keep it fun, but with a plus one, plus one counter. He sounds a bit like Stephen Hawking. No. no. He does. You think? A little bit. Like say just today say, or in, in general? <laughs> well, no, like on the, on the, on the, I guess through your, through your headset, say, say something like there's a million billion galaxies in the universe. There's a million billion galaxies in the universe. All right. See? All right. You know what? You're right. I was wrong. <laughs>